You're listening to SBS News. Czech Foreign Minister Jan Lipovsky is in Australia, the first visit by a Czech head in 20 years. SBS reporter Claudia Farhart spoke with Mr Lipovsky about Czechia's commitment to rally war efforts in support of Ukraine. Thank you again, uh, Foreign Minister, for joining us. Uh, to begin, you're the first Czech foreign minister to visit Australia in two decades now. What's on the agenda for this visit? So we are living in a time of global confrontation and geopolitics is uh, back in game and uh, we need to take care uh, of each other. Uh, and it means that even uh, the Czech Minister of Foreign Affairs has to travel uh, to probably most faraway country you can think of in Europe, which is Australia. Uh, but today, world is a global one. Uh, it is a world of cyber threats and, um, for example, implication when maritime route uh, is abrupted in Red Sea are global, like for Europe and, and, and Czechia, uh, thus also for Australia. So we need to uh, discuss uh, global security. Of course, uh, we have a lot of opportunities for business. So I have a business delegation with me, and there's 30,000 Czechs and uh, Australians of Czech heritage living in Australia. So I'm meeting with community too. And the Czech Republic has been a significant donor to Ukraine over the past two years in its war effort. Um, fighting the Russian invasion. But do you think the European Union more broadly is doing enough to support Ukraine? So uh, it needs to do more, uh, but also in a clever way. Uh, the root cause of all of this is Russian imperialism. Uh, so uh, I, 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 dis I, I, I compare it to Domino. If Ukraine falls, then uh, there are countries like Czechia. So I don't want to, uh, to have uh, Czechia under uh, Russian influence. So we need to help Ukraine. It's uh, the principle of our own European security. And definitely Europe can do more. I'm happy that President Macron called the meeting yesterday uh, uh, where world leaders discussed how to procure more for Ukraine. I was happy uh, that uh, my President Petr Pavel called for procurement of ammunition uh, globally for Ukraine. It, it happened uh, at the Munich Security Conference and yesterday uh, we have 15 countries which are willing to procure ammunition for Ukraine and, um, and uh, I am very happy for this uh, positive role of my country. Yeah, so Czech Republic is leading um, that drive to raise funding for the procurement of ammunition for Ukraine. What role do you think Australia could play in that? Australia is already playing a very important role. Uh, there were different kind of supplies, humanitarian, also military for Ukraine, and, and we are very grateful for that. Uh, definitely, uh, there needs to be more of that, uh, because if Russia is uh, successful in Ukraine, uh, the whole, whole world is watching that, and that can have a major implication. So th that's, that's the message of interconnectivity of, of global issues and global security. So uh, I don't know specifically what could be the role of Ukraine, uh, Australia, uh, to support Ukraine, but definitely, uh, definitely it's, it's very important. Yeah, there's of course another major war yeah, in the world dominating the news and um, taking up a lot of um, conversations happening in the, um, uh, I guess, foreign relations space as well right now in the Middle East. How do you balance that with the urgency of the situation in Ukraine when you're speaking with people and trying to um, raise that funding? 
So the war in Gaza is definitely taking a lot of attention uh, globally too. Uh, but uh, Putin has a one clear aim uh, to destroy the international order. Uh, so uh, it is getting um, back uh, to our attention uh, since Ukraine lost uh, certain pieces of territory. Uh, and um, it's a time, uh, we are living in a time of global confrontation. Uh, there won't be only one conflict which we could uh, focus on. We need to focus on everything and, and we need uh, some kind of uh, united strategy uh, to, to protect our way of life. Yeah, you mentioned President Macron, the, fr the French president earlier. Um, he said that European nations, Western nations should not rule out sending troops into Ukraine to help Ukraine in its war effort. Would the Czech Republic be open to that? Uh, I think this is not the debate uh, which uh, is relevant uh, today. Uh, we need to send uh, weapons and, uh, and ammunition to Ukrainians who are willing to fight for their freedom. I think that's the, that's the debate today. So we've just passed the two-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine beginning. What do you think it's going to take to bring this to an end? A resolution. We need to be resolute enough that Putin will understand that his imperialistic ambitions has no chance. You said as well that your government is now looking to Australia to purchase military equipment. What can you tell us about those talks? Uh, so uh, this, is, uh, this is the idea, uh, but the, this kind of question needs to be pointed to the Ministry of Defence, which is responsible for that. Uh, so I'm not able to comment much more. But would, that, but would that be, for broadly speaking, for Czech use or for Ukrainian use? Uh, it would be for Czech use, definitely. Uh, another focus of your trip, if we can uh, move on to another topic, another focus of your trip has been cyber security. Uh, both Australia and the Czech Republic have been victim to major cyber attacks in the last couple of years. How do you think we can join forces on this? It is very easy since uh, IT people can work uh, very easily uh, through computers across the globe. Uh, so uh, basically they exchange know-how, they exchange data, uh, they exchange, they cooperate when something happens. Uh, a lot of these attacks happens uh, through multiple nodes, so it is important to have a global network of friends helping you to solve uh, respective cases. And uh, the Czech-Australian relationship in terms of uh, cyber security is very strong. We have a cyber attaché here in Canberra sitting in the embassy helping with this agenda and um, and I see a bright future for that. Yeah, for both countries in these cyber attacks there's been a common foreign element. How concerned are you about foreign interference through cyber attacks? Uh, it is very concerning. Uh, cyber attacks are only part part of the issue of rising new technologies. Uh, also, you have in the same basket artific artificial intelligence, disinformation, uh, man information manipulation. So it is very important that we cooperate on that and then and, and, and we have a constant dialogue. So, so, so to, to have a good understanding on the cybersecurity can also uh, create this cooperation in other fields and definitely there are malign actors who try to misuse it as much as possible. What do you think Australia can learn from the Czech Republic in this space? Uh, we have good experts, so we need to have a very uh, focused debate on different kind of issues. It's not, it's not one general uh, advice which I could uh, give to, to Australia or to Australians, um, but uh, the expert level debate are very productive and I hear from all sides that they want to continue in those debates. On another issue, the European Union elections are coming up and far-right parties are, are tipped to make significant gains in, in those votes. Are you concerned about the future of the Union? 
I'm not concerned about the future of the Union, but of course I'm concerned that uh, radical voices uh, will get uh, more seats uh, in European Parliament. So I hope that uh, we, we need to wait for the result. Definitely uh, it will be a different European Parliament. Yeah, I mean, there could be some serious implications, though, for, for climate policy, which the EU's to this point had a relatively ambitious <laughs> Not only for climate policy, it could be also migration policy, it could be uh, many other trade policies. Let's see, you know, it's, it's uh, until the new commission is set up and the parliament is, uh, we, until we knew the new majority, uh, it's hard to, uh, hard to see uh, those uh, implications on policies. Are you confident that support for Ukraine would remain as strong as it is now with the makeup of the parliament? I don't think uh, I don't think that the new European Parliament, even though it will be more right focused, more conservative, more 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 right wing extreme, that it would have a serious implication on our uh, on European support to Ukraine. However, we see a lot of uh, European states, some of European states uh, having, uh, let's say, what I would call weak rhetoric on Russia, uh, therefore not uh, to be able to show such kind of resolute uh, which we need in the times of uh, major, uh, the biggest war since the end of the war, since the Second World War on the European continent. Mm -hmm. This shift towards um, far right, further right leaning parties as well. Do you think that's reflective of a, of a broader um, trend across European politics at the moment? I think uh, there are multiple factors to that. Um, illegal migration is one of the sources uh, why the right uh, wing extremist parties are growing. Uh, also, uh, there's n the economic situation is very complicated. Uh, high inflation, uh, high energy prices, uh, given the uh, Putin's energy war against Europe. So maybe he is trying to support that through uh, his also disinformation and information uh, war campaigns. Uh, uh, but uh, on the other side, um, it will be uh, it will be just a slightly slight move. It won't be that the whole European Parliament will be right wing or s something like that. So so it depends. Uh, what will be the new majority for European Commission. Mm. As we mentioned, we've just passed the two-year mark of the war in Ukraine. What do you think needs to happen now to make sure we don't get to the third year? Um, that's, a, that's a question um, which, uh, which is uh, very difficult to answer. I don't know uh, how to prevent the third year uh, anniversary. I know what we that we need to be resolute uh, in stopping Russian imperialism and uh, Russian imperialism is trying to destroy the international order. Um, the very basic principle that the borders won't change by brute force, which is uh, written carved in the stone in the charter of the UN, uh, is, uh, is is being challenged by by Putin uh, Putin's uh, imperialism. So um, the question should be how to stop. Putin and Russia's imperialism rather than how to uh, prevent third anniversary. But definitely, if we were able to provide enough resources to Ukraine uh, and Ukraine would be militarily on the battlefield, show uh, to Putin that this is not the way to go, it would, it would uh, be one of the possible ways how to end the conflict. Mm. And on that topic, though, stopping um, what you called Russia, Russian imperialism, um, that's not just a task for Europe, a task for the broader world? I, I see that the broad coalition of freedom-loving nation is necessary uh, to, uh, to work on that together. Uh, we are all following the development in the USA, uh, how and if uh, the 
package with military aid will be approved in, in Congress as well as uh, the other nations like Australia or Japan who are helping Ukraine to uh, survive. And Foreign Minister, you've also visited India on this trip, um, Japan coming up as well. How do you see the security of our region, of the Indo-Pacific, linked to the security of your region? So I gave you one example with Houthis uh, uh, disturbing the Red Sea uh, maritime uh, route. Uh, the cyber security and uh, artificial intelligence and other emerging technologies are the other example. Uh, the, um, the third example I provided you uh, with uh, is the international law, international order based on international law as a, as a charter of UN and, and the respect to Security Council. So those are things uh, uh, which are uh, put in, which are bringing us together. The security is interconnected. Um, I believe very open China is following the development in East Ukraine. So if uh, West collectively won't be able to uh, support Ukraine and Russia will put uh, its agenda ahead, uh, they will see that they have a much wider space for the future growth. So, so you know, in this way, the, uh, the security of Europe and in the Pacific is very much interconnected. Foreign Minister Lepovsky, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. That was SBS reporter Claudia Farhat interviewing Czech's Foreign Minister Jan Lepovsky.